What's up, it's Chase Young. What's up, this is Terry McLaurin. This is Carson Wentz, and you're listening to Washington Football Talk Podcast. It's hot, and they started hitting. This is the Washington Football Talk Podcast. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Orsman story. Orsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. What up, everybody? It's J.B. Finley's Washington Football Talk Podcast. Got hot. They started hitting. Mitch is here. Pete is here. Ethan is here. We're brought to you by Orsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. Want you to do the same thing. Kind of in a bad mood because they traded Juan Soto and don't. Send me any tweets about how great the prospects are. They still traded the best player they've had in possibly forever. So shut up. Uh, let's talk some football. We got an interview with J.D. McKissick. Um, you're going to want to listen to that. I always enjoy speaking to him. Let's do just kind of news notes of practice. You had a guy get carted off, Mitch. You got to see it up close. Drew White. Thank you. Notre Dame undrafted linebacker. Uh, it was in the linebacker running back um, Pass rush drill, he was going up against, I believe it was J.D. McKissick. Came, he was a, one of the outside rushers. He came up uh, upfield, planted to do a spin move, and just kind of collapsed and went down, and, and it didn't look particularly good. They moved the drill around. Doctors came over and looked at him. Ultimately, they ended up uh, picking him up and putting him on the cart and driving him off. We'll see what comes of it, uh, but it didn't look good, and it's an unfortunate part of uh, when the guys start start playing a little harder and start moving a little faster. Injuries like that can happen. We remember Ruben Foster from a couple of years ago. It's unfortunate, but part of football. This wasn't that bad. I've never seen anything. No, like no, no. That. It was not a Ruben Foster situation, but both were basically untouched, you know, injuries. Best of luck goes out to him. Let's, let's get into it, man. It was hitting today. Got to watch one-on-one drills, O-line, D-line. Um, I know the receivers were out there. I think, just to start with Wentz, considering how he was awful yesterday, I think he was significantly better today. Yes. Um, just got to be fair, and I I read this thing from Mike K from Pro Football Network who covered Wentz for a while in Philly. And what maybe we should reach out to Dave on this, but like he might just be not a very good practice player, and I've I've kind of gotten that vibe that coaches aren't worried about the misses in practice, and uh, something to consider. I I will butt in. We heard that about Fitz. We heard that about Heineke. It just can feel like an excuse for just a quarterback who's maybe not great everywhere. Like, oh, he's not a practice player. Just wait sure. till the game. So um, I would like for them to find a quarterback that's just good no matter what the setting is. But I understand there's there's time for him to grow, and he might just light it up a little more when the competitive juices are fully flowing. Today was definitely a better day. The DBs didn't that's get their hands. It was better today, It was though. better today. The DBs didn't get their hands on the ball. However, Here, we could share that quarter. Yesterday. short as hell. Yesterday there was the de- there was the one ball that um, that kind of flipped out that kind of slipped out of his hand and we and I talked about how it was a little bit like the Colts uh, left-handed interception today in eleven on eleven there was a blitz off the edge where he oh, kind of got forced out of the pocket and 
did the a, a flip downfield, and the it wasn't the Derek Cheater flip. Yeah, Heineke sometimes will run out of pocket and flip the ball out of bounds. This was him flipping the ball, trying to get it over a linebacker and in front of a safety, and it was the. It, it was like mind-boggling to watch that happen because you want to practice good habits, and clearly you don't want to see Carson practicing that habit. And the fact that that play or that move is still in his repertoire is not confidence-inducing. I, I'd like that out of the repertoire. You'd like that out of the repertoire. I couldn't tell if he was trying to throw away, didn't get enough juice on it, or was trying to complete it, but Benjamin St. Juice was right there. It was well within bounds. He leapt up. Couldn't grab it, but it was like, what the hell, dude? That's You don't do that. It's like when the dog pees on the ground. You don't do that. They're under no circumstances right. do you do that. You want to grab Carson's nose and rub it in. Right. No, like, Carson, no. no. It was maddening. It almost looked like he wasn't even trying to make the interception or else he would have. Benjamin St. Juice, I mean, like it looked like the play was dead. Otherwise, it would have been a pick six. Since you brought that up, my dog in our bedroom last night. I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning to dog To him what? in Just the stepping middle of in the oh. – I got up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps that's why I'm not. Barefoot on. Yeah, barefoot. I'm in my uh, drawers getting out of bed to go take a leak. That's so unlike Banks. Thank God it wasn't on the carpet. That's the only. Clean up from a hardwood floor compared to a carpet. Much easier. It's so unlike him. Has me worried about. I'm tilted. I've been texting my wife all day for dog updates. Yeah. Apparently he's just laying there. Yeah. Uh, he's tired from his midnight poop. I mean, intolerable, but this, Banks is my guy. We're 10 years deep in this. Yeah, None yeah, of this has ever happened. Yeah. But yeah. That happened. I mean, I think I got to sell the house. <laughs> As you get older, you got to take care. You got to take care of them. Might be Sorry, diaper dude. time. You thought you were done changing diapers. <laughs> you might be changing them again. Let me tell you this: I am done changing diapers. If it's diaper time, something's gonna give. Um, <laughs> go down to Pete's balcony. Um, uh, you want to talk about just kind of the hitting action today? Yeah. Did the line look better to you, Mitch? With the hitting, and that was one of our theories. Yes, I thought the offensive line looked much better today. They moved the ball way better in on the ground in particular. And I think part of maybe Carson looking a little bit better was the receivers were able to be a little more physical because they had pads on, and you saw a little bit more of the the rubbing and the little arm push-offs that you, know, you see receivers do. And, and I think that the offense as a whole looked much better today. Did the defense have – I don't think the defense had a single pick today. Am I right? Nope. None. No picks. I don't think they – other than the, the Carson – we'll come up with a word for whatever the hell that was. I don't know that they really even got their hands on uh, too many balls. I, I thought they looked pretty good. And, and uh, in the one-on-ones, the O-line, the O-line played well. Um, I thought Andrew Norwell stood out a little bit today, uh, especially in 11-on-11s. He got buried in the one-on-ones. In, one on ones. in the one-on-ones. When By no, Not buried. Buried. When there's no help, John on, when there's no help on either side, that definitely happened. In 11 on 11s, he kind of was sto- he kind of was was doing a real good job of of holding up, but the, John Allen did did have the one great not bull rush but bull rush on him in one on ones. John Allen looked great to be, and also Casey Tuhill really stood out as someone when the pads came on. I thought he made much bigger impact than we've seen in the shells. Good, Chase Young is nowhere to be found and probably won't be not back close. for a while. Right. So we need guys like Casey Tuhill to just emerge out of nowhere. Our boy Sam Fortier from the Washington Post is going to join full us. Full-on party. This might be his debut on yeah. the pod. Is it? It is. Oh, wow. I've never uh, – talking to the microphone. tell because he has no microphone right. and he's just talking. Um, Sammy, what stood out you to you? You can hold the microphone. you got to hold the mic. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> cool. Um, what stood out to you first day of pads? 
Uh, Hold the mic to your mouth is the next step. Okay. There we go. Can I get a full tutorial? Nat, you you're good. It's. I always <laughs> thought it was fairly intuitive, but right. now we've talked through it. Yeah, I, w I would say uh, the hitting, obviously. Uh, but I would say that Ron talked about it a little bit, like the offensive line sort of getting uh, a step back uh, on the defensive line, being able to kind of get into those guys. And uh, when you watch Jonathan Allen and Andrew Norwell take turns, like throwing each other on the ground rep by rep, I would say that, that stands out to you a little bit. And uh, I, I don't think it's anything that we could probably say, oh, this is going to be important come September. But it's just sort of a reminder of uh, – that, of, of what this is all about totally that was kind of I said that yesterday and then I tweeted it this morning and I had like a thousand well actually people telling me that the defense could still win but like the defense gets basically free rush until there's pads on and it just disrupts the offensive timing so much and a guy like Carson frankly is quite disruptible so his timing is perhaps not the strength of his game anyway so if you just get it off a little bit it's really going to struggle so I, I think today was kind of important whether or not they were particularly successful, it wasn't awful. And I, and I think they kind of needed to stack that against what has been going on. Yeah, it wasn't wholly one-sided. I also thought the running game had some hits. Jonathan Williams, Jared Patterson had a few alleys to run through, and there was even a Terry McLaurin reverse where he found some space and afterward came back and slapped Wes Schweitzer's hand with enthusiasm and hit helmets with a couple other linemen. So the O-line helped lead the charge, and yes – not a, not a practice where they're going back into the facility and Montez Sweat's just chirping in every single one of them. They can point to some successes and hopefully spin that into more successes this rest of the week. Well, the trash talk was back and forth the whole day. I think the pads even spiced it up a little bit. Who, was, who had the best trash talk or who was trash so talk? Speaking of that reverse, Kendall Fuller and Terry were going back at it on that reverse, wondering if it would be a long gain or a five-yard gain. And then Chris Harris, the DB's coach, has been animated since day one. He was out of the womb. Yeah. He's loving it today. One thing that stood out about uh, first, first womb drop in a while. Yeah, we had, uh, Grandma got juked out of her pants, and we got a womb drop. Yeah, Mitch is, Mitch um, is having a camp here. <laughs> one thing that stood out was midway through practice, I uh, was talking to one of the reporters, and I was like, I was asking if they thought it felt like this practice wasn't as energetic as usually the first day of hitting was, and uh, and and I think it's the guardian pads that they're wearing on their helmets. You don't get like that visceral reaction of hearing the, you know, the banging, the clanging of the helmets, and the, you know, the. It didn't. It didn't feel when we were watching practice like it was as aggressive as it normally is. I thought the one-on-one -on -one O line, D lines did always. That always is. But I. But when they went to eleven on elevens, yeah. it felt the, patty cake-ish. But it wasn't. I wasn't I think out there was for all the, of it because I had to go do the radio. But the first set of eleven on eleven where they just ran the ball, and it was pretty damn obvious they were going to run the ball. And the, the defense opened with a five-man front. Mathis was out there. You kind of saw wh why they want Mathis and what he's good at. And it was Brian Robinson just running up the left side. Like, that felt real. That felt like – and, dude, think about it. It's always Wentz on the other side of the field just throwing passes. They brought him over for those four, first, like, three or four snaps. Usually that's Cole Kelly running plays to nobody. Like, that was the only – like, all right, they're hitting. They're letting them go for it. Because, yeah. like, bodies were going to the ground. Guys were getting rolled up. That's what they always scream about. Like, I enjoyed that small portion a lot. To that point, I think guys were, were taking it pretty seriously. There was one, one of those running plays we were talking about where Cole Holcomb, like, went to the ground and kind of was a little bit slow getting up, kind of shook himself off. And David Mayo ran to the defensive huddle and was like, you know, come out. Like, I, I got you. And Cole waved him away and was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like, so there was – that to me added a little bit – 
of intensity as well. I think part of the lack of flair, there's no music going on in warm-ups these days. Yes, there is. <laughs> there absolutely is. Listen to stretching. It is dead silent. Uh, you I, couldn't be more wrong, Pete. They've I, definitely been playing music. Not Did they in the not past couple today? days. Not in the past. I guarantee you. Sam, is he wrong? They, you are. They, they absolutely you are did one, What music, music did they play today? One million what percent wrong. Name, name a song I don't, I don't that you heard. I remember the songs, but they absolutely did. The song did. was called Nothing because it was not being played. <laughs> I, I could, like, I heard, I'll bet playing, you a billion dollars. You're saying deep. today or the last couple days? Because the last couple days. couple days is definitely wrong. Pete, last couple days. You are, you, you're wrong. When, when, you're categorically wrong. When I listen, me, just because I can't name the fucking song doesn't mean it didn't happen. When I listen to you guys. You are categorically wrong. When I listen to you guys do this pod, Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, like they're going a little hard on Pete. And now I see that it's entirely justified. Yeah. <laughs> this is like you, you couldn't be more wrong. Can't wait till tomorrow. Can we just text somebody and confirm they were playing music? Please. I had a player mic'd up who was singing along. Ethan, to did you hear music? Song. I don't know if I did. <laughs> Today, absolutely. In the past couple of days, I'm almost positive. No music. We were in the tent during warm-ups. The so tent? You can hear music in the tent. I They're didn't giant we speakers. Like quite low-key during stretching in the tent. Yeah. I find it really hard to believe. Hold on. Here's the other thing that I think. They're stretching on the far field. Yeah. So you're not paying it. So you, it's not a, It's not as loud. I hurt my... I, you couldn't be more wrong. Okay. There's I don't like, want you to probably kill me. have videos of it. Yeah. Right. I, I also I didn't like, want I don't want there to was never music playing during one on ones during eleven on elevens. This isn't an NBA game. I know, but the music helps get the people fired up. But I don't. I know you got places to be, JP, so we can move on to more important things. I, I mean, mean, what are what are we doing? I, I would love wrong, definitive people? proof if, that you're incorrect. Okay, there is definitive proof in my pocket, right here. Definitive proof. <laughs> what is that a CD? Is it's that a, a mix a, that you got for your road that, trip the home? That we shoot on. <laughs> I just don't have my camera up here. Hold on. I think I have proof. L- listen in the background. This is linemen hitting the sleds very early in practice. Everybody listen. Can you not hear that little track in the background? Because the speaker's on the far field. I don't hear anything. I hear it. Boom. I mean, you're so just so dumb. wrong. Like, why would you dig it on I, that? My point was during stretching, didn't hear any music. That sounds like You are up. still wrong. Now, this was individual, for what it's worth. I, we're going to move forward. We're moving on because Pete's wrong. Like, are flat you, out wrong. You, you know what I haven't said in a few days? Antonio Gandy-Gates. Yeah. I'm scared of Mitch for the rest of the show. <laughs> you were scared of me to start the day. Here's yeah. what I wanted to do. Before we get to one thing, let's do – we're one week into practice. One positive thing. One negative thing. It could be a surprise. It could be whatever you want. Um, Sammy, our, our guest, go ahead. I think the positive and the negative thing is the same thing, and it's mm. Carson Wentz because, to me, he has these incredible darts and he has these inexplicable ducks. And you're like, he, you know, he makes some throws where nobody else who's been the quarterback here for the last two years could have made that throw, but then he'll just overthrow a running back on a swing route, and you're like, that's very confusing. I suppose that's why – he was available and is on his third team in 13 months. But just that, I think that is the thing that has stuck out to me the most is, is how, as advertised, he is. Um, his, and I tried to explain this to people, his good, though, is really, really great. That Jahan Dotson throw, I feel like, was a perfect example in red zone the other day. Well, even today, and it's easy money because it's one-on-ones, but Diami got, like, 
the slightest step on uh, Sip Holmes, and it was just so obvious to hit him on that nine route, and it was effortless. It was just perfect. But I think they're super excited about Diami running nine routes this year. Hopefully he's got more to his game, but he seems to be getting steps on folks pretty much every time he's running those, those deep routes. I don't love him in one through eight, but nine. Yeah, I don't know how excited I am for Diami right now, but running nines. Running nines. <laughs> if, he's your guy, if he's your guy that's going out there and you know that he's running a nine, I think he can catch some guys early. Depending what happens with Curtis Samuel, here's my negative. Fine, I'll just dig Curtis right effing in. Samuel? No. <laughs> Depending what happens with Curtis Samuel, if you're wideouts, if you go six wideouts, and assuming Curtis is one of them, and you go Terry, Dotson, Curtis, Cam, Diami, Erickson. That's who I would pick, right? Not Dax. I think Diami's inactive. I think Erickson's your returner. Maybe you yeah. keep Oof. seven and you have to move it around. Right. But if that's your group, I think today, no. Alex Erickson's the returner. I agree. Forty looks rocks. And if that it's happens, what do you disagree with? I, I think not keeping Dax is, is pretty spicy. Who are you cutting? Erickson. I, I know that Erickson has taken more Who's of the returner? So far. Dax. Okay. It, it, whoever, if you want it to be Dax, then Diami's still inactive. Yeah, that's my point. Is where I'm well, headed. Well, I, th- I think in in this hypothetical, Samuel is inactive, right? If he's still hurt. Well, if he's <sighs> sure, but like if he's on the roster week one, I don't think he's inactive. I think they're planning on, on him playing. Right. Like otherwise, you come up with something there. I mean, and, and Samuel's such a gigantic wild card that he could be my negative thing too. But I'm just saying, like. I see a track to Diami being a healthy scratch, which is not something I think any of us would have guessed. You got to have Sims. You need someone with size. All the rest of these dudes are the exact same size. Unless your tight your tight end group is your size, because to me that's the positive of so far in camp. If we were, if you would have told me before camp started that Logan Thomas and John Bates were both going to be missing camp and. The tight Bates end. is starting to miss like significant time, and yep. and you had told me that the tight end group would flash. I would have told you you were crazy, but they have four dudes in here who are who are your new age tight end. Not really much of blockers, but a guy whose position will say tight end, but are huge athletic specimens. We've seen what uh, Cole Turner can do. We've talked about it on this pod. Armani Rogers had a couple real nice catches today, and then. Your other guy, Curtis, uh, Hodges. Curtis Hodges, also was making some plays. And then you have Samus Reyes, who everyone kind of knows. I think my hot take is I don't know that there's a roster spot necessarily for, uh, for Samus Reyes as we move forward. Because um, he was kept because of his athleticism and his size. These other guys have as much ath- athleticism, sometimes more size, and a ton of more football experience. So it'll be interesting to see. My positive will be William Jackson III and Kendall Fuller look really good. Fuller, back to his old self. William has been telling us he looks more comfortable, and I'm buying it based on what I'm seeing. Two really good cornerback performances. My negative, waiting for the Jamin Davis breakout or the Jamin Davis slight breakout or the Jamin Davis does something that I can write down in a notebook. Ethan had a story today that I thought was very nice. Ethan was. I, I actually, I actually said that exact thing to Ethan after we, after I saw him post the story. I published the story two minutes later. I hear Mitch, "Hey, come over here real quick." Says the exact same thing to me. <laughs> I was like, "That was a very kind story." My 
positive it was going to be William Jackson and Kendall Fuller, but I'm going to go back to the tight end room. Cole Turner has looked outstanding to me. Even on Wentz's bad day yesterday, Turner was catching drag route after drag route over the middle. Seems like a reliable target. We all know how much Wentz likes tight ends. If Bates and Logan Thomas are going to miss significant time, I think he's that guy that's going to step up right away. I think even if Bates is there, yeah, he's yeah, Bates offensively. Is so I'm going to skip ahead to my one thing, and this is getting all sorts of screwy now. I don't know if I've ever given a positive, but my one thing is going to be I've been I like to think I've been driving the Cole Turner bandwagon. I'm going to self-proclaim that, but the dude cannot block. In the in the 11 on 11s that I talked about on the left side of the field, they ran some like sort of inside trap play with him coming off the edge, coming down, and he kind of just whiffed on everything, ended up on the ground, got rolled up on. I was kind of worried his arm was going to snap. He was like on all remember fours. Remember the Tim Tebow block <laughs> dude, last year in Jacksonville? <laughs> it was kind of similar to that. And you know what? Damn it. Don't have him block. Put him in the slot. Right. Let him be 6'6". Six, six. Like, oh, you can make it work. But his talent is not a traditional tight end. Correct. I think and, that was my one thing. Well, I still love him. I still think – give me some Cole Turner season props, and I'm banging the over. You, you sort of mentioned Curtis Samuel as your negative, but I'm going to go a little further on the Curtis Samuel negative. I was actually standing – kind of low-hanging fruit for the But right. I'm going to add a little color for you here if you let me talk. I was standing next to Sam Fortier here of the Washington Post um, during the early part of practice when they go over to the side fields and all the injured guys were going through their first round of stretching and they have kind of the high hurdle and the low. Was there music playing? (laughs) My negative is Pete's idiocy. Just Pete. Just Pete, Pete. period. (laughs) They have the high hurdles and the low hurdles and they basically would kind of step over the high hurdle, duck under the low hurdle, step over the high hurdle as kind of a stretching and – you saw Chase Young was doing it, Tyler Larson was doing it, Troy Apke was doing it, Logan Thomas was doing it, Curtis Samuel was not. I mean, he was it's walk- not part of the plan. He was walking along the outs. He was sidestepping along the outside of the hurdles when it would have been quote unquote his turn to go. Now, when they started doing the you know they have the on the ground ladder and they you know one foot in on, in each square, he was doing that. But I mean, if he's too sore or hurt, whatever the wording is, that he can't step over a hurdle or duck under a hurdle in stretching, mm-hmm. I don't know that he's close to coming back. Like, it might be part of the plan, but I don't think it's close. I talked to somebody yesterday when I was trying to, like, before I tweeted out the obligatory, like, oh, Curtis, I don't see Curtis, whatever. Um, I talked to somebody, like, yeah, I don't think you're going to see him today. I'm not sure you're going to see him the rest of the week. That was on yeah, Ron, Monday. Ron said there's going to be ramp-ups as part of the plan. I don't know and when we see downs. those. We're going to see and a lot more ramp-downs. Ramp yeah. Maybe this entire thing is a ramp-up so they can be there for the FedEx practice on August 6th, and then we don't see them again until week one. Yeah, it's, it's really fun to track all this. Um, Just throwing Has everyone done a positive and a negative? I don't know if we got your positive. Did we get your negative? What like, was his positive? Fuller and Cole Turner. Turner. And I, it was going to be Fuller. My negative was going to be the low-hanging fruit of Curtis Samuel, so not much help here. All good. Um, Bang-up analysis over there. <laughs> <laughs> that was like Daryl's uh, Brian right. Kerrigan saw yeah. a bear on a golf course. Really I, got one. I got one. So I did praise Casey Tuhill earlier today. I thought he had a nice practice, but the depth opposite of Montez Sweat still scares me. I don't think any of those guys would even really be starters on any other team. They're rotational guys here. If sweat goes down, I'm really worried about the pass rush, which isn't new news, but I'm bringing it back up again. I think it's fair news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you gone both? I've gone both, yeah. You've gone both. It was Carson for both. What about you? I'm good. 
Okay, cool. I did tight ends and Curtis. Um, do we have one things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did You did yours. You did your one thing yeah. already. Yeah, all right, good. Real quick, my one thing. In the one-on-ones, I saw Benjamin St. Juice get a little grabby. Um, <laughs> he's had a really good camp overall, but when he was isolated against De'Ami Brown and then another receiver on a quick route and then on a further route, hands in the shoulders, Chris Harris, like that's a penalty every time. So it's something for him to continue to work on, even though he's ascending as a slot corner, can't can't – Use those hands as a corner because you're just going to keep giving up free yards. My, Boom. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, sorry. Uh, my my one thing is I think I was standing next to you, Mitch, when the defensive line was. You doing guys stand their next to each other a lot. Like, every story has well, begun with you guys well, standing we were, next to each other. We had yeah. some good conversations yeah. today. They were working. Right. Uh, we were there when they were stretching, <laughs> listening to music. Go ahead. The defensive line was doing shock and shed with the with the sled, and they wanted today with pads on. They wanted them to wrap up a teammate. And defensive tackle Tyler Clark went through the drill, and as he went to, like, wrap up Shaka Tony, he accidentally punched him <laughs> in the face. <laughs> in the face. Like. In, in the face. And Shaka was like, damn, bro. And uh, as they walked off, which, which I got a lot of joy out of. Yeah, that's the perfect kind of thing. I have another one. Um, Two I, things. I think the Mathis – Pick, like when they do O-line, D-line drills, those aren't designed for Fedarian Mathis. Like his goal as a defensive lineman is not to go north. It's to eat up blocks. It's to stand still. And if you're able to stand still, has tremendous value. And so, like, I, I think if fans watch that and they're like, oh, he's not firing off the ball or, or, or you know, he's not able to drive that O-lineman back, don't worry about that. Like his goal is to stand there and make two people try to push him. His and goal- and – in very brief work, I thought he looked pretty good at it. Like, I, I, I've always understood why they took him, and today I kind of saw why they like him. Because a dude like Mathis, before pads are on, shows you nothing about his game. Like, there, you don't learn one single thing about that guy's game until pads are on. His, his job is to allow Jamin Davis and Cole, Cole Holcomb to roam, to roam free. That's, that's, what he, that's what he wants to do. Um, my one thing is – in Ron's first year or two, I felt like he was a little hesitant or, or maybe shy about doing some of the rookie uh, hazing skits bits and stuff like that. They definitely had to stand up in front of the team and sing and do that kind of stuff. This camp, he's been much more open to doing the like kind of typical rookie things that they make him do. Today it was uh, Bryce Notri and, uh, and Josh Drayden were walking off the field holding 10 pairs of shoulder pads and helmets of the veterans while, the, while those guys went over and signed autographs and stuff. Uh, before they did the break huddle at the end of practice, they made, them go, they made all the rookies go over to uh, a nice young lady who was having her 98th uh, birthday, and they made, her, they made the rookies sing happy birthday to her. The other day, uh, he had a military uh, vet come out to practice and come out to the huddle at the end of practice give them a little, you know, pep talk and made them do a bunch of push-ups until they couldn't do push-ups anymore. The, just little things. I don't know really what to make of it other than the fact that it's, that it's happening and it, it seems to I be – I wonder a, if some of that is COVID rules. Yeah, certainly possible. Like, you definitely weren't allowed to just bring a random dude from the military out here. Certainly, and you couldn't necessarily – I don't know if you were allowed to carry – other people right like and stuff. but I mean think about when we were in Richmond like I don't know you'd have you'd definitely have, weren't supposed to hang out around a 98 year old when we were like back in Richmond you used to have DBs and, and linebackers and whatever walking off the field with 35 things in their right, hands right, and under totally. their arms and whatnot 
Yeah, it may be nothing, but it's certainly interesting to see him embrace it a little bit more. And I think I would imagine the next week or so we're going to start uh, getting the stories of, you know, the guy who stands up and plays the ukulele or does a backflip while wearing a clown suit, whatever it is that those guys do for the rookie skits. It'll be interesting then when you hear McKissick's interview because he kind of said they're trying to have a little less laughy-jokey time on the field and just focus a little bit more. And I don't think the rookie stuff – necessarily comps to that but you'll hear him explain it is everybody gone have you not go- i've go- not gone all right go ahead my one thing and i want to preface this by saying he throws after taylor heineke but sam howell's arm has popped to me it's quick sure. it's fast and he gets the ball out quick whether it's sevens elevens or any of the drills i've been impressed with it how quickly he goes through his reads gets it out granted he's working against third teamers but he's also working with third teamers so i think the early signs are positive even if he's not going to see the field i was talking with a college coach last what day is it last night um, who was in Carolina when Howell and Brown were in Carolina. And I, he said this, and I agree with it. Even with the rough year last year, that O-line was terrible in Carolina. If Howell was a little taller, I think he's a first-rounder no matter how last year went. Because he's, he's shorter than you expect him to be. I mean, he seems like an honest six foot. And he's like a little stocky's not fair, but he's like broad shoulder. Like, he doesn't have a – stereotypical quarterback build there's no length linkiness to no him at all. They, no and uh if he was six two with that bill like i think a little bit of the measurables get caught up on him but the arm is real and i think i think some of like the intangible quarterbackiness stuff with him is real and like he got drafted where he got drafted that's the end of the story but there is a reason he wasn't the conversation for the number one overall pick 10 months ago i mean that doesn't happen by chance like he put two great seasons at Carolina together, was all in position. I mean, last year it was a down year, but he's shown signs of potential here. I like what I'm seeing. Starting a little hype train here. Yeah. Just buckle up. This isn't a one-day thing, Thanksgiving. though. Well, we he's, also he's know that he's yeah. going to be – we all agree that we think he's going to be a preseason hero. Oh, my He's going to put yeah. up a ton of passing. I think Pete said he is going to lead the entire NFL in preseason passing. Games. I just would like to see a prop like that and maybe put some shekels on there. Sammy, anything else? No, I'm good. All right. Thank you, I, Sam. I have Thank one you, more Ethan. one thing. Pete, you are so dead wrong about the music, and I can't wait to prove it to you in about an hour or two when I get home. Let's go to JP's awesome J.D. McKissick interview. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together. Always enjoy getting to talk to Commanders running back J.D. McKissick. How's the how's the Commanders things? Is it rolling off the tongue for you? Are you used to it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm used to it now, man. I was I was used to anything. You know, I'm just I'm here to represent my organization. Um, how's practice going? First day of pads, a little yeah. warm out here. You enjoying yeah. Yeah. Uh, You got to play when it's hot to play when it's cold, right? You know, some guys call it real football when you put the pads on. You know, I, I love OTAs. You know, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, it was, today was kind of emotional for me you know, to get back on the field and put the pass on and, you know, be in contact again. So, you know, I kind of had my time and, you know, and to, to really seize the moment, you know, and thank God for being back out here. Because of the injury? Right, right, absolutely. When did it hit you? Um, when I was listening to my, um, my music, 
Oh, I forgot my song. It was that, you know, that Kanye album and that um, Sunday, that, oh, what is it called? It's a gospel album, Sunday something. Oh, like two albums ago? It's really good. Yeah, yeah it's really good. But it's a it's a original and it's like a, a Kanye version. But I, I heard the original today. I got a, a playlist with all of them together. It kind of hit me, you know, just to, you know, I don't know, it, it hit me deep. You know, I don't know why, but it's just brought back a memory, you know, of the injury and just the time off and, you know, we always, people don't realize how blessed we are to be here, so. Was there a time after the injury, I mean, you start talking neck, you start talking yeah. spines, I mean, that, that gets intense. Yeah. Was there a time you weren't sure you'd be back out here? No, 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 no. God always been on my side. So, you know, it's always, you know, having that positive energy, those positive thoughts, you know, that means everything. A lot of people don't realize how, you know, how much of an impact that is for you and your body and the people around you to be positive. And that's what people, you know, I practice to do that. You know, I practice to be positive, wake up and, you know, move forward with everything. Speaking of a lot of people not realizing, in the last two seasons, there's only two running backs that have more catches than you. And, and both of those guys, Kamara and Eckler, are in kind of exclusive RB1 situations. Mm -hmm. You're sharing time and, and kind of a, a role player. What does it mean mm -hmm. for you to be in, in kind of those categories in your production? It, it means a lot to me. Uh, it means, you, you know, the offense, these guys in this organization trust me with the ball in my hands. Um, you know, my being, being available for the QB, um, me taking advantage of the plays that's drawn, drawn for me. Um, and to not be a starter, <coughs> excuse me, and to be considered with those guys, you know, it, it, it you know, it, that's, you know, hats off to me. Sir? I, I mean. And hats off to my quarterback and my OC and the O-line. Well, I mean, you know, To not be, <laughs> hats off to you. <laughs> um, certainly, I, like, your production, frankly, the offensive production, when you got hurt last year, it, it takes a hit. And, and mm. I think people don't realize how important you are. I'd argue you're the best pass protecting running back also so mm -hmm. you can stay in pick up those blitzers and then just kind of sneak out for, for a catch do you feel like maybe your profile changed after that game-winning touchdown in Atlanta at all I mean the dive and all that oh uh, heck no I hope hopefully people respected me in the year before um you know to put up 80 catches in, sure. the, in the yardage and also being able to run the ball on the ground but that, that was a that was a great play you know that's something that I will remember for the rest of my life and you know, being in that situation with Atlanta and scoring and, you know, diving in the end zone as a rookie with those guys and diving in the end zone to win the game against those guys was, you know, was remarkable. But I, I hope it did it. You know, I hope guys respected me and, you know, knew I was a great player. Um, that's how I see myself, you know. Um, I hope that didn't change because people should realize that I could play the, I could play the game of football. How do you feel now? I mean, you're back out hitting today. Mm -hmm. Everything feels good? Yeah, everything feels good. Like I said, man, it's... You know, it's like a, a dream come true. Like I said, we always got to be positive doing injuries, you know, regardless of what it may be, an ACL or a shoulder injury. Um, you got to be positive. You got <laughs> When you get a chance to come back out here and make contact after you, you know, like, like I don't know what week that was when my season was cut, but, you know, I missed a, a lot of games, yeah. you know, and to be able to come back out here and, you know, try to pick up where I left off at. You know, I'm a little rusty, but, you know, it's a, it's a dream come true. It's a blessing, you know. Hats off to the man above. Feet look quick. I know that much. Appreciate um, that. I saw you wearing the the, coll the Q collar. Yeah. Is that what they call that? Yeah, Q collar. Is it, I, what is that? Why, why did you choose? Yeah, to? yeah. So, so when it comes to the game of football, it's a brutal game. Sure. It's a brutal game, and it's, and it's all about protecting yourself. Um, it's all about taking care of your body. It's all about recovering after the the hard work days and whatever we could do to get that edge to be in the best position after football. I think we all should, and that's what I think the Q collar is doing for me. Gotcha. Let's talk about some of the new players out here. Mm -hmm. uh, start with the quarterback. What do you think of playing with Carson? 
Oh, when, when, when speaking on a new guy on the team who's really gonna, you know, help change this organization around, I always gotta give credit to Heineke. You know, Heineke, those guys who, who were before him did a great job. I think Heineke did everything he could to help us be a better ball club. Um, and, you know, just to, you know, just to piggyback on that with Wentz. Wentz is a great player. Like I said, he's, what, six, six, five, he's six, big. six. Yeah, he's a big guy. <clears throat> he experienced, you know, he was once a, what, like an MVP candidate um, coming out. Got a Super Bowl ring. Um, arm strength is remarkable. He's a, like I said, you know, he could see over the, see over the line of scrimmage very easily, make those dump downs to the backs. You know, so that's a plus in our, you know, from, from a running back perspective. So I'm excited to have him. You got two rookies on the offense, Jahan Dotson. What do you, what do you think of uh, wide receiver? He's a well-developed player. Um, he came in pretty developed. Um, Penn State did a great job with him. He's a He plays big. Um, he can make the tough catches. He can get open. He can run. What about Ryan Robinson? Oh, as you can see him, he just wants the contact. He, 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 he aims in. He's going to be a great back. Um, he's just got to keep doing what he's doing. Like I said, he's a, he comes from a great school. Um, and he's developing. He used to tote in the football, and that's what we got him here for—to run the football with AG, and, and we expect some great things out of him as well. He's been picking up the offense pretty well, and he just loved the game of football. Being from Alabama, did you root for Bama or Auburn or, or a different school, or how does that work? No, when you I don't care. Now I'm just playing. Um, so, so going to Arkansas State, I got a chance to play with Gus. But, bef- but okay, I'm skipping things. Before now, that, I was there when you yeah, were there. Yeah, he was he was okay. at Arkansas State. But before that, I always been a Cam Newton fan. Okay. So I'm a Julio fan. Right. Uh, Julio, one of my favorite players to be in the league right now. Um, Cam Newton was one of my favorite players in high school. I think that guy's amazing. He don't get enough credit. But so I was an Auburn and Bama fan. So whoever made it, whoever you know, if it came to both teams being undefeated, I wouldn't root for neither. But I really wanted Cam Newton to. Well, okay, Sounds I was like a little frontrunner-ish. I was. You just pick for whoever's better that year. I was rooting for Auburn because of what Cam Newton was going through. Sure. He was going through something nobody yeah. ever really went through, and the way he was just pers- persevering. I, I mean, I remember the it. first time I saw Cam Newton. It was an early season, one of those Thursday night games. Mm-hmm. Auburn's playing, and I was like, "Oh my God, who's this linebacker playing yeah. quarterback? Yeah. He's yeah. so much bigger than him." Yeah, him. yeah. And and it was astounding. Super skilled yeah. too. So I was rooting for Auburn and Mark Ingram. I liked the way he used to hop up and hit the. Bah, 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 bah. So I was I was a fans of both of both teams. I don't think you're allowed to be fans of both of them, man. No, 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 no. I, I um, but I was really a Troy Troy University fan because okay. my brother was at Troy also. Um, my boy's coaching special teams down there now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my brother was playing for Troy, so I always wanted to go to Troy. You know, I never really that, growing up where I came from, we never really had our eyes on the big schools really because we were we didn't know anyone that played for played right. for those teams. So when I got a chance to go on the Troy University campus and watch my brother play, I fell in love with it. There's a lot of good football in that Sun Belt, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And now it's huge. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it, they're up here all the way to Texas. Right, all right. They're doing big. They're doing big. When I was at Arkansas State, though, we really didn't hear about other teams in the Sun Belt, though. Yeah. We was really spanking people. Nowadays, you know, everybody's doing well. But when I was there, a lot of up-tempo offense. It, it was it was easy. I root for App State, so that, I don't know. If it was like easy work. Yeah. They were easy when I was there. They, they beat us one time, I didn't play. But it ain't nothing. I ain't saying I'm the greatest, but I just know my team was nobody could mess with us in the summer. I love that you're finally opening up because your reputation is as one of the biggest talkers on the team. And I just had to get you to Arkansas State to finally get yeah, it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite to jaw with on the defense? I really, I really don't get into much of that no more. Uh, no, nah, for real though, I really don't like to really do. I like to just put keep my head down, put the work in, man. I don't really because you can. You remember last year, years before, I used to argue with Chase and. And Tez, I really just, I'm here to work right now. You know, I, I, w- I want this team to be different, you know, from the last two years. I want, 
I, I, I want everybody to have that mindset. You know, we just here to work. You know, put the hard cap on and we take it off and we then we go joke around when we on the field. Let's let's get out. You feel like everybody has that mindset? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. You feel like this could be a, a different season for the Commanders? Every year, every year going into it, you, you want to feel that way. I think we made a lot of moves. We got a lot of guys in new position. Well, we got a lot of new, got new guys in positions that we needed to, you know, put them in. And um, we're looking forward to seeing how great we could be. You know, I'm not going to put a, you know, um, we're going to win all our games. We may lose two games. We're not going to do it. We're, we'll see when we get there. But right now, we're working. We're on the right track. Thank you for the time, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate, appreciate you. Yeah. My negative is Pete's idiot idiocy. Just Pete. Just Pete, Just Pete. period. Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chevy Buick GMC. Let's ride together.